Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. My name is Sean, and today's guest is Dan, aka Digi of the OnlyDans.tv Twitch channel. Um, shout out to Fresh C for the referral. This guy's awesome. We talk about, of course, the origins of his Twitch channel, RPG games, and his specialty, retro gaming. Buckle up. This is a classic. We chatted not too long ago over IGTV. It was awesome. So here's my chat with Digi of OnlyDance.tv. What's going on, man? Uh, not much, man. I honestly just had a long day at work, um, and I just got back just in time for for this. And so I'm super excited to have uh, the opportunity to come on here with you. So yeah, man. So uh, talk to me about your uh, knowledge with video games, man. Like, cause for me, man, I go way back. Like I'm old, so. I remember like the old PC games. Like sure. I'm talking about like my my brother was my brother was one of those weird people who kept the old PC boxes. Like he kept them. Yeah. Like he would play them and then he would keep them. He would have like he had like a shelf made and he would keep uh boxes. So he was into games like I don't know, EverQuest, you know, <laughs> and shit like that. Talk about your history, bro. So that no, that's awesome, man. Um fortunately un- unfortunately, you know, I growing up as a kid I was always about you know, garage sales and thrift stores and all that stuff. So like when it came to, to getting new games, that, that didn't happen until later on down the line. But for me, um, a little bit about myself, I'm, I'm a, or I'm Digi Dan, whatever you want to call me, Digi Desk Dan. Um, I was always a gamer first and foremost. And uh, back in 2011, I started getting a little bit more expendable income. And so I started collecting games again. So going back to that nostalgia thing for me, right? I, I uh, find ads on Craigslist with people offloading their Super Nintendos or N64s, GameCubes. And really what happened was it was my buddy who was getting back into it. And for me, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, I, I'm pretty good at, you know, searching on Craigslist, buying and reselling. I used to flip go-karts um, and, you know, work on go-karts and stuff. But uh, it never occurred to me that I could do the same thing with video games. Not saying that I'm flipping video games now, but it just <laughs> right. kind of triggered and, and snowballed into the fact that, hey, I can have my childhood back right so yeah that's that's kind of how it started for me but. yeah man so um i want to shout out uh fresh he uh he was on the podcast uh, a couple years ago and i was like i hit him up i was like hey man i want to talk about twitch with somebody i'm too old to be talking about twitch by myself so I, he's like oh no way bro i got you this is my boy dan whatever he's got you like whatever you need so i appreciate that now twitch has been around for i think over 10 years now what so how did that change the whole game for any time about gaming in general like when, when people because back in the day man i had to have these landlines to play halo tournaments like we had to have parties yeah. i remember we had party we couldn't even be in the same room because we had too many people yeah no, we, no i we, get that man i uh i definitely were part of those parties not not yours per se but those parties <laughs> where we're I, I hope not man <laughs> If I was, you'd that'd be kind of weird, bro. I'm all the way in Florida. That'd be kind of weird. Yeah, but anyway, you know, hooking up those Xboxes, having the LAN parties, having like 16 people play Halo at the same time. I was all there for that too. But I played a lot of couch co-op, right? Playing next to my friends, taking turns on single-player games. And mm-hmm. when we transitioned to that whole online thing, I was actually personally, I was kind of um, hesitant to get into it because one, there's some services that had to cost money. Right. And I'm like, I don't have the income to, to spend 60 bucks a year to play online. <laughs> yeah. um, and then on top of that, you know, all my friends that were playing anyway were nearby. So I could just hit them up and say, hey, come on over. Um, mm-hmm. But 
the one thing that Twitch, at least in my personal opinion, has helped with is, you know, getting older, you don't have as much time to game, right? You don't have as much time to, uh, to hang out with your buds. Um, people move away, of course, right? And so it gets yeah. harder and harder to hang out. So when we have the aspect of online gaming, it makes it really easy to just, hey, what's your handle? What's your, what's your friend code or whatever? Send it mm. over to me. And, you know, it's easy to, with text, phone, messenger, whatever you want to call it, even Instagram, right? Just, just hit me up. Let's set up a gaming session. That's perfectly right, right, right. fine. But the cool thing about Twitch, though, is it allows you to kind of branch out a little bit more, get yourself out there, and meet new people. And that was the biggest thing for me. And that's one of the things, you, know, you, you shouted out Fresh C earlier. Um, I didn't know him before Twitch, right? And so... I would go on Twitch. I would stream. Of course, I had uh, personal friends of mine that came in and would hang out with me while I was playing games. And we'd, you know, just just talk games and just hang out and have a good time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're finding more people coming into the chat and saying, hey, well, I like I like your vibe or I like what you're playing. Or they'll even help me out with my challenges right. through the playthrough. And, right. and then we form bonds that way. So it's really bringing more people together that you wouldn't think to to even talk to, right? It's not like, I'm going out in the street saying hi to every single person saying, Hey, do you play video games? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, no, no man, it was funny. Like, uh, it was funny, man. Like, I remember those games, man. It's like, uh, well, my buddy, my buddy was like, well, I can't go. I can't go to the party. I'm actually taking this girl out to the movies. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. You're missing that. You're missing the nine o'clock game, you know? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> those are good times, man. Uh, so yeah. So what's this, um, these Twitch, right? Yeah. I read somewhere that there was this guy that had two million people watch his his game. I mean, I is that even probably, possible? <laughs> it's definitely possible. I mean, there's there's tons of streamers out there, big name streamers. I mean, I'm personally not a big name streamer. Um, I'm lucky enough to have just my close friends and family come join and hang out, um, and mm. that's just the enjoyment that I get out of it. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, there's definitely people that go on to Twitch. They actually make a living off of it because there's systems where you can, you can pay bits. Essentially, they're, they're cheers. People pay money, pay Twitch directly. Um, so hold on, so, so, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Sure. But so there's this, there's this e-commerce back and forth with the, you, so you pay for certain um, things? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a, a paying or payment e-commerce option whatever you want to call it i do the stuff for free man like regardless like i like playing games i like hanging out with people i do it for free but there is uh, an aspect where you could potentially make money off of twitch and so when you get to a certain number of followers or a certain number of views concurrently and um, you stream a number of days you know when you hit certain metrics milestones you're actually able to join as an affiliate first off Mm. Uh, which is pretty easy uh, for anybody that's starting off and you have, you know, at least, you know, 50 or so friends that can come shoot you a follow real quick. Yeah. Uh, but then there's the, the partner aspect where those metrics are a little bit harder to reach. But essentially, mm -hmm. once you reach that point, you can start having subscribers. So um, you can set up your channel in a way that people pay for exclusive content or exclusive emojis to use, um, have not having ads because you can set up ads on yours. Uh, and, and other things. You can lock out your chat. You can make it so nobody can come in and chat unless they're subscribed to you and paying, right? Really? So, so you can just lock everybody out and say, hey. <laughs> exactly. You know, a bit. I, for me personally, I'm not about that. Um, I mean, I do have 
subscribers. I do have followers. I can I can even just put it on as a, a follower mode where you have to be following me to chat. But I don't find that as a, as inviting, um, especially with uh, a small time streamer like me. I don't have a big ego or anything, but um, people do that make money off of like, it. That reminds me of like eighteen being eighteen at a club. Like you only pay me to get in the chat. Right. Yeah, no, and, and it reminds me of a strip club or something, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there's and when it comes to Twitch, there's so much to offer. It's not just gaming either, right? Oh, I know. So, I'm just busting chops. Yeah, I mean, there's unfortunately there's there's women that are on Twitch, and and nothing against them because you know I'm gonna respect their hustle, but they make money off of um, guys that come in and they they pay a lot of money for just mm -hmm. interacting with them, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Or even uh, streamers that just. All they do is take requests from uh, people in chat to do silly stuff, right? And they, like, I've done silly stuff on stream, to be honest. Um, and people, like, hey, I, I don't want to admit this, but there was one time that uh, I was I was wearing clothes and they're joking with me. It's like, hey, when are you gonna start taking off your clothes like some of these other streamers, right? And I was like, okay, well, I'll do it for three bucks. And so someone shot me three bucks, right? And at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm a man of my word, so let me take off a piece of clothing. And then oh, I kind of it started getting frisky on only right. dance. Yeah, only oh dance. Yeah, that's that's where it kind of came from, right? Um, so only dance, if you guys aren't familiar, is kind of a, a joke that I run on my stream because um, people would do that type of stuff. But when it came down to it, uh, it went the other way too. People were just donating money. Okay, well, I don't want to be completely naked, especially since I want to keep doing this, right? And uh, <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody, so. I'll make it cheaper. Anybody who pays a dollar, I'll put another piece of clothing on. And so I actually went the opposite direction where somebody paid 30 bucks and said, hey, I want you to put on 30 articles of clothing and start gaming, right? And I was like, you challenge accepted. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So it got real. Yeah, no, it got real. I, was, I had like two pairs of socks on my hand, like 15 shirts, like five or six pairs of pants, four or five hats right. on. And I'm trying to play games at the same time. But what I'm getting at is when it comes to Twitch – and just interacting with people, uh, whatever content you can create, it's it's kind of open up to how you want to approach things, right? And mm -hmm. there's so many different subdivisions of Twitch that you can go on and find what you're looking for. For me, it's it's mostly retro games and gaming in general. Um, so I tend to stick to that. But, you know, I, every now and then I get silly, you know? Yeah. Hey, man, well, I, I wanted to... Thank you for promoting this, man. I appreciate I appreciate you coming on. Kind of, uh, it wasn't like super short notice, but it kind of was. But I, so I appreciate it. No, of course. You know, I I love talking video games. I love talking Twitch. I love talking with people in general. Although, like I said, I'm not going out in public and doing it. But, you know, <laughs> Twitch is is in general has made it very easy to connect with people. And then Instagram, of course, I've met some of my closest friends on Instagram as well. Right, so. Uh, anybody that has passion towards what they're doing and especially towards yeah. video games and makes me easier to, to relate to them. You know, I'm, I'm all, all for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so RPGs, let's, let me just go back. I, yeah. just, bro, I just can't get into them. <laughs> I was gonna, I just can't, I can't. So yeah. the, the go back to the go back, back in the day, I opened the podcast talking about my brother. He would be, he would be all about him. Final fantasy had him all lined up. He had them all. I just couldn't get in. I'm more of a, you know, Third and third and five. I need to get a touchdown in Madden type guy. Can you give me a pitch on like automatically assuming you're an RPG guy? But what draws RPGs to people? Like I, I don't get it. Do you get like are you a big RPG guy? Uh, to be one hundred percent honest, I enjoy RPGs, but it's not like my go-to genre, right? 
RPGs. I mean, you you're talking Final Fantasy, right? Yeah, they get kind of um. <laughs> I get a little boring, right? With them, you know. It really depends, man. There's so many different types of RPGs, and this is coming from a guy that normally doesn't play them very often. Uh, and sometimes I I have a love hate relationship with RPGs in By general. By the way, so. I wasn't calling you boring. I was calling RPGs boring. No, I you're definitely not boring. <laughs> I, I got it, man. No, I appreciate it, but. Yeah, no, RPGs, and, and like I said, coming from a person that's not hell-bent on playing solely RPGs, you know, there's some people out there that are just like, hey, that's the only type of game I'm going to play. But as a gamer in general, when it comes to RPGs, there's so many different types of things there. And so if, if I wanted to make a long story short from the get-go, RPGs have such a wide, just like Twitch, have a wide um, variety that allows people to get into or fall into the niche that they're looking for, right? So you have turn-based RPGs uh, or Jap Japanese RPGs, which are turn-based as well. You have action RPGs. You have Western RPGs. You have um, roguelike RPGs, right? And so there's so many different types, just, just like I'm saying. So what, what you're talking about with Final Fantasy is a lot of it's turn-based on those earlier type of stuff. And I played a lot of that as a kid. Um, the very first one that I played and got hooked into was, was Pokemon. And everybody knows what Pokemon is, right? So you you go and, and go on your journey. You get to take on a, a new character. You're not, not no longer playing yourself. You uh, put yourself in a mystical or magical world or a, just even a fictional world. And you get to make all those decisions yourself. You get to live that life and essentially affect what happens to that character, right? The RPG itself, it's just a role play, right? You want to mm -hmm. escape what you're doing currently in life and then get back into what else could be, right? Depending on what genre you pick. I mean, I could arguably say that, you know, you playing what Madden or, mm -hmm. or yeah, Madden is, is like an RPG, right? You're, you're playing role playing as the general manager or the head coach <laughs> calling all the shots. Um, the, the big distinction is with RPGs, you know, there's typically a story aligned to it and you're, you're playing through that yeah. story. But, yeah. So, um, do you ever, do you remember like EverQuest? I, I never played EverQuest, but I remember seeing a lot about it. Um, you know, when it came that, to PC RPGs, I didn't that touch was that RPG, That was the one and only RPG game I played. And after that I got, I find it a little boring, but I see what you're saying because role-playing game, inevitably every game is, it can be a role-playing game. Right. I mean, <laughs> so, so I get your, I get your point. Now, are you a Final Fantasy person? Did you like Final Fantasy? I, I enjoyed Final Fantasy, but you know, it reached a certain point, especially during the PlayStation ones that it got what they call grindy. So uh, essentially you got to certain parts of the game and you couldn't progress until you started fighting more things mm -hmm. and leveling up and finding specific equipment. And the whole focus of that portion of the game was only about getting leveled up. We're not necessarily right. progressing the story. Like for me, what I enjoy a lot about RPGs is the story element and progressing that forward. Mm -hmm. So what's your, what's your favorite RPG game? Like what's your personal favorite game? My personal favorite is uh, an action RPG. So not turn-based like we were typically used to seeing like in Pokemon or Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. um, but this one is more Legend of Zelda, you know, Link to the Past. It's a Super Nintendo one. Yeah, I did a podcast on that. That was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that it, it is more or less an RPG, right? Because 
you're you're taking on the the character of Link, trying to go to go see Zelda, right? You're in a magical world. There's uh, yeah. elements where you you have to go uh, level up your tunic. You have to go find uh, different weapons. There's dungeons that you have to go and mm -hmm. fight monsters. And as you progress through the game, you find more equipment or more skills that one help progress progress the story, help you reach different areas that you wouldn't have been able to in the in the beginning, and then eventually, you know, like I said, progress the story and save the princess. So. <laughs> Link, Link, or a Link to the Past on Super Nintendo is probably mm -hmm. one of my favorite RPGs, but I could probably name a lot of my favorite RPGs within certain different genres, right? So if we're talking about turn-based, Pokemon right. is always going to be number one for me. Of course, people love Chrono Trigger as turn-based or Final Fantasy. Yeah, talk about that. Talk about that game. Chrono Trigger. Yeah, what's that about? That one, I'll be one hundred percent honest. Never played through it all the way through. And that's kind of blasphemy for for me. It's it's embarrassing to say I'm a retro gamer. I've never played Chrono Trigger. Oh, we're um, gonna get to retro gaming. We're gonna get to that. Yeah, but it's it is like basically unanimously appraised as an RPG, right? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get to it eventually. I want to see what the hype's about, but I'm <laughs> not gonna sit here and pretend I know what I'm talking about when I don't. But mm -hmm. I, I have a copy. I just got to get to it. And part of the the hesitation to get to it in my in my own personal experience is the fact that it, these RPGs will take, you know, somewhere between 15 to 20 hours at the very least to play through it. Right. Some of them last hundreds of hours. Right. And <laughs> in our adult lives, we don't necessarily have the time to do that anymore. So that's mm -hmm. why I'm sticking to games that are a little bit easier. Pokemon I can do in like 15, 20 hours, but it doesn't feel like it. So before we talk about retro gaming, like besides RPGs, like what's your, what's your game of choice right now? What are you playing right now? What I'm playing right now is actually Mega Man 9. Um, I'm, I'm streaming that, actually. It is a challenge. It, it is uh, just like the original 8-bit Mega Man games from the original Nintendo system. But mm. uh, it was actually made, I think, later on. I want to say 2011. Don't quote me on that. But <laughs> they, they went back to the original 8-bit formula for Mega Man. So it's an action platformer. You get to shoot your enemies. There's mm. bosses at the end of each level. And then at the end, you go and fight through a series of stages and, and more bosses uh, to get to Dr. Wiley, who's going to be your, your nemesis, right? But, yeah. So you've been, doing, you've been doing streaming for how long, you said? I've been streaming since 2017. I guess what are some pros and cons of streaming? Like, What are, what are the positives and negatives, like experience-wise? Positives first. Positives first. Okay. Going back to positives, like, like I said, meeting people, right? And then, mm. you know, the potential of, making money out of it uh the way i saw is like hey i'm playing these games anyway if i have a way to broadcast it and potentially make money and make new friends i might as well be streaming at the same time as i'm gaming right mm -hmm. negatives negatives there's a, a couple big ones and uh it's it's the first one is initially really hard to get into right whether it's equipment based or, or internet based you know you have to have a solid system and a, a solid internet service provider uh, to support what you're doing, right? The right. hardware also has to output a decent quality. I've I've had issues myself with super choppy streams. Um, and mm -hmm. then the other thing is, if you're not bringing in people, uh, I'm not saying that's what the goal should be, but uh, sure, you might find yourself streaming by yourself and talking to yourself for a long time, right? When I first started out, I didn't have a bunch of people coming into chat. I was sitting at the bottom of 
the the watch list with like no people in there and i was basically playing by myself just like i would you know every now and then i might get somebody to pop in but they don't stay just based on the fact that how can i count on having the millions of people that are currently on twitch Mm -hmm. choose just me right (laughs) i know it's it's same thing with podcasting too man yeah like podcasting is probably harder to get people than twitch is because Twitch, you have the Twitch, you have the entertainment value of the same game every time. People get bored going to the same channel, so they'll check out a different channel for this game. Podcasting, there's like over two. I don't know what it is. It's, I know it's in the two millions. You know, right? Podcast, podcasts out there. No, but the, almost, the thing is, I, it's I like your impossible. podcast. It's almost impossible to get friction unless you buy followers. I, absolutely, I. Right there with you. Same thing with Twitch, right? But the thing I like about your podcast is, you know, you're touching base on so many different things that eventually you're going to have something for <laughs> or something that I'm looking for, right? So you had some yeah. gaming stuff. You had uh, some stuff about sports. I'm like, okay, well, I can listen to any of this stuff, right? So you're, by me just focusing on retro, I'm very, I'm narrowing my my potential viewer mm-hmm. base, right? But mm-hmm. when it comes to your podcast, you're really branching out. As a smaller podcast, you kind of have to because you're already small to begin with. So unless you're unless you're really professional at that certain subject, you know what I mean? Unless I'm not professional at any one subject. So I try to – the focus on my podcast is the interview. So about right. the interview. That's, that's what the podcast is. Everything – what we talk about is whatever. It's an interview podcast. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, that's <laughs> – it's a good well, mindset to have. The, too, right? I appreciate the compliments, man. Thank you. Yeah, no, of course. I, I can respect anybody that's you know doing what they love and enjoying it, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm at with gaming. Like I, I love gaming, and that's that's what I'm doing. And I was gaming before, but I found <laughs> an opportunity in in Twitch and um, just putting myself out there, or even posting on Instagram, to broaden my horizons a little bit hey i just pinned i just pinned our boy fresh c's comment retro life <laughs> retro life yeah That's right talk about your uh twitch stream you said only dance we already talked about how you got that um yeah. is am i looking too much into it or is that basically the name speaks for itself the the name kind of speaks for itself um it's the funny thing is i had a buddy buy the domain only dance.tv so if you go to that it actually goes to my twitch channel mm-hmm. um but it started out as a joke um i'm gonna be straightforward with you i'm not uh putting out lewd you know content or explicit content um you know i'm definitely for mature audiences but i'm not going on there showing skin too much right you're on the uh, you're on the just good <laughs> yeah yeah just enough and but there's there's a lot of joking that goes on in there you know people end up uh doing pickup lines on me and then I do it back to them. And uh, eventually they, they say, Hey, you know, like I said, let's, let's take off your clothes. And I'm like, okay, well <laughs> I'll do it for donations, but I might end up, you know, without my t-shirt or anything, but I'll be wearing like a robe or something underneath. So again, I'm not showing anything super explicit, um, but it's really just all, all fun and games and hanging out. That's really, that's really what video games are. It's an alternate universe, you know? Yeah. And, and even it's, <laughs> it's kind of a play on the current state of Twitch where you have so many different channels Mm -hmm. where the main content is skin. Right. So while I'm joining my games, like they want to see some skin and that's what, that's what works for them. man. I'm not going to deny them that content. Yeah. I got, I got two part question for you. 
Sure. So is there a video game that you played for the first time that exceeded your expectations? And is there a game that you played for the first time that you were like, all right, there's a reason why I haven't heard of this one? Absolutely, actually. Uh, this happened, And this was a co-stream that I did with a buddy of mine. His, his name is Basic Bits. He streams as well. But uh, he does more of like the first-person shooter type of games and action mm -hmm. games. But it's a game called It Takes Two. Um, I know this is a little off-brand for me, but it's actually not retro. Um, it's a newer game. And it is. Oh, we're gonna get to the we're gonna get to the retro at the end. Yeah. That's the main event of the podcast. Okay, okay, but it's it's a heavily it's it's a game that's heavily reliant on co-op. So uh, there's different puzzles, there's different action sequences, and you're essentially playing just like we we're talking about on the couch, uh, <laughs> couch co-op. You're split screen. You see what mm -hmm. that character's doing. You see what your character's doing, and the both of you are trying to navigate basically the levels, different puzzles, diff different enemies. And uh, it's a really great story too. So for anybody that's interested in it, it's actually about uh, a couple parents that are going through a rough patch, right? This is a real mm -hmm. topic. It's about divorce. And uh, what ends up happening is the daughter uh, ends up casting a magical spell that causes the parents to end up in their dolls. So her toys. And uh, you journey through different uh, aspects of, of her bedroom or the yard and uh, touch on different aspects of marriage and love and affection um, to really rekindle your relationship. But you do it in a fun way by battling vacuum cleaners or, uh, or owls or clocks or um, the, the stuffed animals that are in her bedroom. It's really a fantastic game. So, so this is the one where you're like low expectations, but high ceiling. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It was, I was like, I came into it, I heard it was like, okay, like a, a decent game. And when I played it, every single time I turned on that game, it was blowing my mind. It was a beautiful looking game. Mm -hmm. uh, the amount of searching that you can do and, and Easter eggs that they included was just like, oh my gosh, where did they find the time to <laughs> include this, right? Um, I didn't yeah. I didn't have to go explore or anything, but then I, I'd go play around with something I could interact with and be like, wow, like they took so much time and care into making this game as robust as they, they can, right? And then just gave you that sense of exploration and, and glee when you found something out. There was one aspect of the game where you could uh, go play a video game system. Like you didn't have to do that whatsoever, but me and my, my mm -hmm. buddy were going, and going at it and playing a video game system within a video game. Uh, and we did that for like a half hour before we actually kept going with the story, you know? Yeah. What about the other way? What about the one where you thought it was going to be awesome and then it's up? Is there one like that? Yeah. The biggest disappointment, I'm probably going to get some hate for this, is uh, is Titanfall. So I don't know if you've... I've, I've heard, heard the game. Yeah. So that one was a first-person shooter. I mean, I was really big into Call of Duty at the time and... It was kind of like that new first-person shooter where we could play online with people, but then they introduced giant robots. When I when I started playing that game, you know, I played it for maybe 45 minutes, and at that point I was like, okay, well, this might not be for me. Um, they they made it a, in a way that, I, especially coming from retro gaming and, and, and linear gaming, I'm more used to saying, like, I don't have to worry about what's above me or what's behind me, but uh, the mechanics in that game uh, just allowed for so many people to uh and this isn't a bad thing right it's, it's just more my opinion but um to take advantage of the terrain get behind you and uh accelerate 
their skill level. So it had a really high skill ceiling. So if you weren't able to keep up with their skills in that game, it made it very unenjoyable. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I wasn't able to keep up with those skills <laughs> in those games. Uh, just right. admitting like, hey, I sucked at it being 100%. And um, it just did not meet my expectations because I didn't have fun playing it, right? Right, right. What about... Um... What about something that you want to play more of that you haven't had a chance to get to yet? Is there a game that just came out that you're like, oh, I want to play this, but I haven't had a chance to yet? Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, we can go right straight back to RPGs, right? Because for, for me, I'm, I'm, i got a pretty busy schedule, right? And mm -hmm. the times that I have set aside for gaming are my stream days, so just two days a week. And the mm -hmm. thing is, if I spend... 100 hours on one game on the stream um unfortunately i'm pretty sure that the people that come to hang out with me i mean they'll be there hang out with me but they're going to lose interest in in the actual gameplay itself right so unless right. i'm being entertaining and being accommodating for them as as a host then the gameplay itself doesn't necessarily carry them and, and entertain them whereas what i'm playing now they can essentially watch it without even listening to me and, and probably still enjoy it Right. <laughs> RPGs, I definitely want more time to play those. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I, I picked up the new Pokemon game. Um, not not RCS, but a brilliant, brilliant diamond and, and shining pearl. And I was able to get maybe four or five hours into it. But oh, okay. I was playing it on stream. But I, I just know that while I play it, I might be enjoying it. It's a little bit slower in terms of action and, and what the chat is seeing. So mm -hmm. um, they don't necessarily stay 100% engaged in the gameplay. So I have to be working extra hard to keep them entertained. But those <laughs> RPGs are definitely a tricky one to stream for me. Uh, all right, let's get to it. Retro gaming. How'd you get into it? Talk about your history with it. Retro gaming. So this is a, a huge uh, passion of mine. Um, I, I mean, retro gaming is kind of a, a weird thing because I don't – I say retro gaming only because – I play old games, right? But to me, it's it's all gaming. It's all the same. Uh, this, these are games that I grew up with. So I've been doing this ever since I was a kid. Uh, I have a picture of me at one years old messing around with the, a Nintendo system, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But for me, you know, I, I started collecting back in 2011. Um, going back to that story for me collecting for my buddy of mine, you know, on Craigslist. And I would buy and sell and eventually thought, hey, I can do this myself and get the games back that I wanted as a kid or even played mm -hmm. as a kid. And so that kind of snowballed into, oh, well, I keep finding this bundle over here. Uh, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to trade off or sell what I don't need, and then I'll use that extra money. I'll go buy this next bundle. And, and it just kept going and going and going until I ended up with all these games behind me. But when it came to the games themselves, I, I ended up getting – I don't have the biggest collection, but I got a decent number of games that – were sitting on the shelf and they weren't being played. Right. So, yeah, this all kind of ties into the fact that back in, I think I started in 2011, 2013's kind of when I started my Instagram because I also have like a an artsy side that uh, I was never an art student, but I always wanted creative mm -hmm. avenues. And so taking pictures was kind of a huge thing for me. Right. Um, and so Instagram was the, the next thing for me. And that's how I came up with DigiDestin. That's where that name came from in 2013. And then eventually... After a few years of that, going into 2017, I'm like, maybe I should stop taking pictures of these games and start playing them. So uh, 
that that was kind of my motivation. I started doing like let's plays before Twitch, but then I did some let's plays, and then I went to the streaming aspect for the live aspect of it. And uh, it was more of a motivating factor for me to to continue playing these games because now I have a reason to push myself to to actually pop it into the system, boot it up, and actually try and beat them. Right, especially mm -hmm. if people were coming in and, and saying, "Hey, I want to see you play some more of that Ghouls and Ghosts." Right. Or uh, or Tetris. <laughs> Tetris, yeah. I've I've had people suggest uh crazy games and I've uh I've muscled through them. The, yeah. the running joke on my stream is that Karnov is my favorite game. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's an old Data East arcade port for the Nintendo. Mm -hmm. I think it's absolutely garbage. <laughs> Some people <laughs> love it, but it I think I died somewhere close to hundred and seventy times trying to beat that game and uh yeah. But because the, the stream wanted it, because the people that were coming in and hanging out with me wanted me to beat it, I was like, sure, I'm going to do it for you. And, you know, I'm, <laughs> sure. Whatever, I'm, whatever it takes, right? Yeah, I'm no what, chump. I'm not going to give up. What do you think it is about retro gaming that's, like, so profitable? Like, people just don't want to let go of the past or <laughs> they talk about their past games? It's like, back in my day... <laughs> I don't know about retro gaming, man. It's it's kind of weird. Um, there's definitely but people thinking about the past, though, right? They're all thinking about their like the games they used to play when they were a kid, and they're bringing it back. Yeah, I mean that's definitely what what I started out with. There's definitely that nostalgia factor, and say, hey, I played as that as a kid. And uh, people, if if you actually notice the prices of retro gaming, if you follow that trend, they're going up. Um, part of it is the fact that. You know, people are working from home. They're spending more time. They have more time to play games. And uh, what's better than to revisit some of the games that they had as a kid? It's familiar, oh. right? They don't want to pay, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollars on a brand new PS5 and have no idea how to play those games. So why not get a retro one? But um, what you'll also notice with the the market of retro games is you'll see, like for example, GameCube, Nintendo GameCube is really high in price right now. Um, mm -hmm really expensive and that's because you know the gamecube came back up, came out in like 2000 2001 something around something like that something like that yeah yeah but it's 2022 now who's who are the people that grew up who would say that hey, hey, hey 2022 you stop making me feel old dan <laughs> stop it i'm i'm old too man but but that's what i'm getting at it's like now you got people who were playing you know, GameCube at, in 2001, now it's 2022, you know, we got 20 years later, 2021 years later, they're probably making some money that they can spend. So what are they going to do? They're going to go buy a GameCube to, to fulfill their nostalgia needs. And yeah. they're going to drive up the price because now dem demand's going to be way higher, but the supply is mm -hmm. going to go down. Yeah. So, I mean, years back, uh, there was a huge boom in, in Nintendo games and Super Nintendo games, but... Uh, we're seeing a slight increase right now just because of the whole, you know, people working from home and, and nostalgia factor. Um, but then in the past, you used to see more of a, a system by system trend mm -hmm. that came to those prices. Uh, what do you think? Do you think retro gaming has become kind of like a subset subset culture? Like it has its own sort of culture now? Oh, definitely. I, I think so. It's, I wouldn't say it's 100% mainstream yet because there's still some people out there who's like, oh, you you still play that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, I'll talk to them and say, oh, what, what games do you play? I'm like, oh, I play, you know, Super Mario Bros. or I play Castlevania. It's like, nobody's played that in 30 years, right? <laughs> so yeah. it, there's definitely yeah. a subset. Uh, there's definitely a community around it. You know, where I'm mm -hmm. at in the Pacific Northwest, 
there's tons of people that are into retro gaming. It's it's a very saturated area of I'm even part of a few communities. Like everybody that I know um, has a collection essentially. <laughs> Have you have you been up here and noticed how many like game stores there are up here? I have not been to Washington in years, but I do remember how rainy. And I, I remember last time I was there, there was a, a Starbucks at every block. Yeah, yeah. There's there's Starbucks. There's uh, <laughs> seafood up here, and um, you know. What city are you in again? What's that? What city are you in again? I'm closer to Everett, so about 25 minutes north of Seattle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, been, I haven't been to Seattle in years, but I do remember, you know, it's not just people are like, Oh, it rains a lot in Seattle. It really does rain a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> and then that that's, that's a perfect reason to, to stay inside and play video play games. Video games. <laughs> right. so. Oh man. Hey Dan, this has been awesome, man. No, I really appreciate it. I have a lot of fun talking this type of stuff, man. So when I go to sleep at night and I have a good stream that, invokes that dopamine effect in me it's like hey man that, right. was, that was a good night right right right, right. and that kind of what drives me to continue to do it and, and really it's just the people that come in and and hang out right and stay active and and talk with me like that's that's what it's i not one I, moment it's every moment i got it yeah and i i try to be as wholesome as possible i i try to you know be um thankful for everybody that comes in and hangs out and like I said, I do this for free. I'm not in it to make money. I'm just here to enjoy my games and enjoy the people that are around me. And what's the link to that again? So you can go to twitch.tv slash digidestan, um, D-I-G-I-D-E-S-D-A-N. It's kind of a play on Digidestin, which is a Digimon thing for uh, anybody yeah, that's interested. I'm going to put OnlyDans.tv, right? I can just put it there. OnlyDans.tv works. Um, but, well, you know, for I just promotional tactics, I'm going to do, you know. I just don't want to get anybody in trouble when, as soon as they type in only, you know, but hey, dance. Am I getting am I getting approval to type that in the show notes? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. You know, I just like I said, I don't want somebody's wife hitting me up and saying, Hey, why is this person going to only dance? I want to know what this is about, you know. What the hell, what the hell is this going on, man? we we spent six months getting this relationship right. Absolutely, yeah. Only dance is making it go only wrong. Right. Only wrong. So, oh, uh, this has been awesome, man. Yeah, no, I, I again, I and really appreciate you having me on the show. And social I, media, I know we're on Instagram, but I'm going to put this in the audio version. So, what's your social media handles? So, my social media handles, um, really, it's DigiDestin across the board, with the exception of, I believe, YouTube and Facebook is DigiDestin Games. So, just type it in there. So, D I G I D E S D A N. Um, that's how you spell it. It's kind of hard to pronounce. That's why I just go by Digi or Dan. And, That's why uh, I messaged you. I was like, well, how am I going to introduce <laughs> this man? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you can find me on, on any of those channels, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitch. But I'm mostly active on Instagram and um, and Twitch. I mean, I, I started a TikTok, but that's just for fun. So Yeah, I started a um, pot, uh, TikTok for podcasts, but uh, I don't know, Dan. <laughs> I think I'm. I think um, I'm 35. I think I'm past my TikTok prime. Yeah, I mean you're you're doing well on Instagram, so you know don't. Oh yeah, 40. I just hit 4,000 followers today. 4,000 today. I, I remember checking your your account. I'm like, man, he's so close to 4,000. So I hope I he gets there. there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm at I'm at a mere 1,000, so I'm I'm cool with that for now. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you take what you can get in life, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna. <laughs> be uh be grumpy about what i'm doing you know what oh I mean? it's like 
yeah, it's it's whatever. Instagram's Instagram, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But this has been this has been awesome, man. I'll I'll tag you when this gets released. All right, I appreciate your time, um, Dan. Adios, all man. Right. Thank you again. All right. Have a good night, man. Okay, okay. There you go. Another one in the books. Once again, I would like to thank Digi for coming on the podcast today, and I would like to thank you for listening to another episode of the Sensibly Cynical Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly, Instagram Sensibly Cynical Pod. Please check out our Facebook group. Also, we are on WordPress. Check out our Sensibly Cynical coffee mugs only on Bonfire. All links are on our Instagram bio. Um, Subscribe on YouTube and please rate and review us on iTunes. That's it. Please stay safe and take care.